All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Better late than never. Welcome. Yeah! It's fake. Let's go, baby. Fucking Anton Lander. I like, really like the Magnum Mag milk. Yeah! This is Ceases. 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 Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Ceases. Fucking Anton Lander. We turn down the intro and we get to work. It's what we do. It's Wednesday. Better Late Than Never is so fucking sexy. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Episode 86, I believe, this week. And I want to start off, as I always do, by a shout out to the audio department. Of course, our recording studio. You want to record a podcast like this one? You go do it there. You want to record an album? You go do it there. Got it? course you do the audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story welcome to better light than never the podcast that is so fucking sexy what we got going on today well let me tell you not a whole lot why because the others are out we're still upset But we're going to get to our usual festivities here, and I'm curious. The question of the week that I had this week, not a lot of people answered this one, to be honest. I was a little bit disappointed. I was curious to know what you're doing 
with the free time that you have now that the Oilers are out. Normally, every couple of days, you would settle in for about three, three and a half hours watching an Oilers game. What are you doing with that time? Me? Glad you asked. I've settled into TikTok. TikTok has been entertaining me in ways that I didn't necessarily expect. Let me give you an example. You know the algorithm on the For You page? If you don't have a TikTok account, one, sort your life out. Let the Chinese government steal your data. Cares. Who cares, right? Um, the algorithm just kind of feeds you shit on the For You page. And when you watch videos of a certain flavor, you get served more videos. Beside me, I'm watching the Jays game as well. I've got a couple of shekels on it for a few different reasons. I'm going to get to that in the Betway segment. They are just getting lit up. Kikuchi's giving up bombs here in the top of the fourth. Um, so the algorithm on TikTok has just been serving me up shit that I wouldn't normally watch. And I guess I just kind of settled into one and I fell in love. So what am I watching? Well, you know bonsai trees, the little trees? Everybody, I feel at one point, has had the idea in their head that they're, I'm going to have a bonsai tree. You know, I could take care of one of these things. There's no reason why I couldn't. Well, I don't know that that's true. But what I do like and what I realized this past week that I like is watching people prune bonsai trees and shaping them with wires so that the branches grow very specifically into the spots that they want. It's very relaxing. Very, very relaxing. But then Patrick on Twitter the other day, he said, okay, I see your bonsai pruning videos. How about pot shaping? Well, I didn't know what pot shaping was. And then Patrick sent me a video. So I went and looked at said pot shaping videos. It's like it's clay essentially, but the way they do it is just, it's so relaxing. Zhijing clay teapots are made from Zhijing clay. This traditional style originated in China dating back to the 15th century and are made from clay produced near the Zhijing in the eastern Chinese province of Jiangzhou. Anyway, Patrick, oh no, not Patrick on Twitter, sent me this video and I watched the whole thing. It was about five minutes long, but the way the craftsmanship on this clay pot, I, I could watch it again. What else am I washing? I really like power washing videos, pressure washing videos, I should say. I didn't really realize that I wanted to watch pressure washing videos, but then I watched again on TikTok, a guy was cleaning someone's driveway and then the vinyl siding on their house. Very relaxing and very satisfying. You have anything like that? I feel like we all have something that we find very satisfying. Last thing I've been watching a lot, which is interesting because I hated doing the job growing up. I don't specifically like it now. I don't hate it, but lawn care? Have you ever watched one of those pro grass cutter guys? They just kind of like cut it in the perfect lines or sometimes they do a little zigzag pattern, lightning bolts almost, and then they go over them again and then back over them and then back again and they're very pronounced. I like it. It's very relaxing. I don't know why I watch too many videos of just people mowing lawn. I have a lawn. I don't want to cut it. Maybe I just get into it though, make some lines. I have a very small townhouse yard, though, so probably wouldn't work out that well. I dare to dream, though. I dare to dream. So I've asked you guys, what are you doing to fill your time? What are you doing? Dukes, my boy Duke says, I've been spending more time gardening, a lot less time drinking, and have filed for a restraining order against a certain sneezing bastard. Donkey Volley, I feel like that was directed at you. Gardening, that reminds me of, uh, I bought... <laughs> I don't garden at all. I really don't. 
but I was at Home Depot the other day with me misses and we walked in and I was like, you know what? I would love to have a pepper plant like jalapeno peppers. So I went over to the garden center and there there one was the last one on the rack staring back at me. It's like, bag milk, here I am, your jalapeno plant. Do you want it? <clears throat> kind of. So what did I do? I bought it. And now outside in my mini townhouse yard, I have got a plant that is flowering with jalapenos. I feel like I'm actually going to be able to harvest some fucking legumes off this thing. Is that is a pepper a legume? I don't know. doesn't matter. Anyway, it's very satisfying. On Again, we're talking about things that you're killing time with. Now that the others are out, we're not watching hockey, are we? I mean, both series look like they're going to get swept into the Stanley Cup Finals. How fucking boring. So what we're doing is we're watching videos on YouTube of how to properly prune our jalapeno plants. So what did I do last night? I went out and gave him a little haircut, just a little clippy-clippy based on what I've learned. I feel like this is going to be the start of a new day for Bag Milk. The start of a new day. It's either that or I really lean into my uh, survival show love. I've talked about this a countless times. I was watching Alone. I'm out of seasons of Alone. I can't watch that. So what did I find the other day? On demand. Naked and Afraid. Not just the normal Naked and Afraid where it's the hour episode where they go out and fuck off for 21 days. No, 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 friends. This is the XL version where they're doing a 60-day challenge out in the wherever. And the whole season follows the same people. I love it. Why are they naked? There's no reason for those people to be naked. Would they suffer just as much if they were in a shorts and a t-shirt? Probably. But the people at the Discovery Channel are like, you know what? Fuck you, naked. I want you bitten by thousands of bugs. I want the cameraman to see your b-hole. <laughs> what are we doing here? Anyway, I love it. Naked and Afraid XL. If you are a TELUS customer, and I wish I wasn't, by the way. This is not a TELUS plug. Fuck TELUS. My, my shit never works. Ever. And then I call them. The other day, my internet was out. So at 2, like it was Tuesday morning, we have an 8.30 a.m. meeting. A Nation Network, just kind of a recap meeting. Set the table for the week. What everybody's working on, what's working, what's not. That kind of thing. So I go to check in, get on the old Zoom call, talk to my peeps. My internet's not working. Why? Who knows? Who knows? So I call TELUS and they say, oh yeah. Have you tried unplugging the router? And all I can think about always is, do you think that I would be asking you these questions, like I would be on the phone with you listening to the horrible hold music if I hadn't already considered unplugging the router? It is 2023 after all. Unplugging the router is one of the first things we learn as children slash adolescents slash teenagers. Whenever you got high-speed internet, I suppose. Uh, David Quadrelli is calling me right now. Should I do a little phone call here? I'm recording, so I'm going to go. David, you are on speakerphone, okay, pal? You are. I'm recording a podcast, so I'm bringing you in as an impromptu guest. Why are you recording a podcast at 5.30? Why wouldn't I record a podcast at 5.30? Workday ends at 3 o'clock here in Vancouver. Quads. The people on Better Night Late Than Never will never appreciate a work day that ends at 3 p.m. Well, that's just how we do it in Vancouver. Everybody gets high by 3.30. Mm-hmm. I saw you outside doing a little off-leash work with your dog today. How's Bert doing? Fantastic. He's actually on top of a tote bin right now because I'm just switching out my summer clothes, or my winter clothes, rather, for my summer clothes, and... He's decided to climb on top of the tope, and that's his new favorite place to be. Uh, he's still too scared to jump up and down from the couch, which is inches higher than the tope bin that mm-hmm. he decides to jump on. 
I hear you. Of course, we're talking to David Quadrelli from Canucks Army. He is also the Nation Network editor-in-chief. Uh, Quasi, I imagine you had some kind of real business to talk to me about. I did, yes. But you know what? It can wait because I really want to give my hot takes about the NHL and whatever else it was you were talking about. Hit me. Okay, well, first thing I was talking about is Oilers are out of the playoffs. I know you're a Canucks guy. What do you do with the extra time you have generally on an evening when you would normally be watching hockey... But now you got an extra, a little bit extra time. So to recap what I've been into, one, bonsai pruning videos on TikTok. I also really like pressure washing videos where people get their dry, uh, their driveways cleaned. Mm-hmm. Maybe a pool cleaning video if I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, I really like that. So I've been filling my time with that kind of stuff as well as watching Naked and Afraid, the XL version where people are out in the woods for 60 days. What are you doing? What do you mean XL version though? Like, 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 what, what, do you, what do you mean? Is it just a longer period of time? Like, why is it called XL? Good question, Quads. I'm glad you asked. So, there's the normal Naked and Afraid episodes, yes, where it's like an hour and they fuck off to God knows where for 21 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The XL version it sticks people out in the woods for 60 days, and then the whole season follows that same crew around the entire time. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? I've checked that out because I watched that first episode. I'm sure you remember this, but like it was when Naked and Afraid first got announced. It was after some program that a lot of people were watching, and they announced it with like James Franco and Seth Rogen or something like that. That's my only. That's the only thing I remember of that show is that release with Seth Rogen and James Franco both lying naked. That was uh, my only experience with that show. But I might have to check it out. Yeah, I'm a big. I'm a big survival uh, show guy. Big survival show guy. so I, I'm not, but you know what I was into was I, I used to watch The Bachelor a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you and I haven't talked about this recently, but Milf Manor, okay? We we talked about it when it first got kind of announced. Yeah. I caught up on it. Like, I, I have watched now the episodes, and that, that is a tough watch. That is a really Ended tough terribly. watch. But yeah, exactly, exactly. It was just disappointing, I think is the word for it. And yep. I got through it, but... You know what? I I did feel like I wasted my time, which I I don't know why I'm surprised because, look, we watched the reveal, the reveal trailer and all that sort of stuff. And I I don't really know how I came away from watching that trailer thinking, yeah, this won't be a waste of time because sure enough, it was. But but back to your question about what I'm keeping busy with. Mm -hmm. I watch a lot of baseball. Big baseball guy. Are you watching watching Kikuchi get lit up right now? I'm not. And I'm a Kikuchi fantasy owner, which really sucks. But I'll tell you what. I am an owner of Luke Rayleigh in a keeper league. And he's finally breaking through with the Tampa Bay Rays. And I thought he was one of the people that had a bomb off Kikuchi and he earned it because he was the guy that was on the mound last night when Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Hit the grand slam, right? Yeah. We made a position player pitching. It was my boy, Luke Rayleigh on the mound. Thankfully, uh, his pitching stats don't count the same way Otani's do. So I, I, I escaped losing some points that way, but I'm happy for my boy, Luke Rayleigh, not as happy for you say Kikuchi who, by the way, what a story he's been this year. Just phenomenal. And you've recently gotten into baseball. This is your first full season as a baseball fan, is it not? Second. Second full season. Second. So, yeah, last year was my first one where I watched, I'm going to say probably 85% of the games. The fucking MLB season is a slog, though. Yes. It yes. is so many games. I don't know. Like, we talked about this on the Real Life Podcast. I don't know how they sell season tickets to anybody because especially when they have, like, Oh, it's Wednesday and they play at one in the afternoon. Who's going to these games? Why don't you have a job to do? Well, quads, I guess if it's after three o'clock, you could go to a game. That's right. Exactly. And, and speaking of which, I really do want to buy Vancouver Canadians tickets. It's like my goal 
one day and I'll tell you what, you got to get out here to Vancouver. I get, I was talking to Coombsy about coming for a Vancouver Canadiens game. Obviously, it's the high A affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays, so you see a lot of really good prospects. Like, you know, they used to be the AAA affiliate, but it was of, like the Oakland A's when I was a kid. Like, that's how the Vancouver Canadiens started. Or not started, but that's what they were a few years ago. And now they're the high A affiliate. So, like, we had Ricky Tiedemann out here last year, and he was awesome. Uh, and, you know, I, I said to Cam, I was like, this guy's going to be special. And, you know, everybody else said that too. But I just watched him pitch, and it was phenomenal. Great time. Get out to Nat Bailey Stadium. Sunny day. It's awesome out here uh, to watch baseball. But the 162-game season, right, for the MLB, it's tough. And I'll admit to you, even as somebody who, you know, MLB TV subscriber, I watch as many games as I can. I'm always watching a game. I have the Padres and Nationals on right now. I, I watch these games, and even I'm checking out a little bit in, like, May and you know I'll watch the All Star Game. I'm thinking of actually driving down there because it's in Seattle this year. So on my spice and cheese run, I will definitely swing by uh, the Home Run Derby. You know, see what I can catch. Uh, and then I, I, I'm thinking of going down for Seattle more because look, like I'm a Mariners fan, right? I wore the Mariners hat when I came to Edmonton and I got scrutinized for it. But I, I'm a Mariners guy. They're right close to home. But the thing that I always tell people about baseball is. It's more fun to be a fan of the game than it is an actual team. Whereas with hockey, I don't find that to be the case. Like I, I, I cannot tell you that, yeah, like I have a horse in the Stanley Cup playoffs. If it's the MLB postseason, I always have a horse in the race. Like I always have a team that I'm like, yeah, I'd like to see them win because either I like this player, I like this fan base, or, or something, right? Like I, I really just like baseball. But the thing that I want to ask you is the team that I really dislike is the Boston Red Sox. Okay, mm-hmm. like that's the only team. I honestly is probably the only team in the MLB that I actually would say like I dislike that team. Like I actively dislike them. A lot of it has to do with their fans. I really like Alex Verdugo. It's it's a long story. But anyways, I dislike their fans. So I want to ask you, do you have an NHL team that just sticks out to you where look, I know we dislike a lot of teams. A team that you really, really dislike. Because it's, I think it's similar for the NHL for me. Like, I'm not a fan of every team or, you know, uh, I, I don't like to watch every single game or whatever. But with the NHL, it's the Vegas Golden Knights for me. Like, I, I just I do not like the Vegas Golden Knights. I didn't like how, how much success they had so early into their tenure. I don't like what they do with the cap. I did not like them eliminating the Edmonton Oilers. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, my bag friend. I really don't like their social media team. I think that might be the thing that pisses me off the most about the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, I mean, Vegas is awful, one. They're terrible. It, like, to Yes, they've had a lot of success early, but it was because they were basically born on third base. You know? Yeah. That expansion draft, I don't know what GMs were doing that year, but they did absolutely nothing right, and Vegas benefited from it. Their cap manipulation slash circumvention is ridiculous. I don't know why the NHL doesn't just have... Why do why Why do you not have to be cap compliant in the playoffs? I get it that the players are not being paid, but the fact that Mark Stone all of a sudden is hurt all year and is just able to show up for game one against the Winnipeg Jets in the first round being like, oh, whoop-de-doo, I'm fine, good enough to play at least. I feel like they should have to be cap compliant in the playoffs as well. And maybe that's just because the Oilers haven't found a way to take advantage of that loophole yet. Maybe I would change my tune if they had, but it's very annoying to me. Same with when Tampa did it, though, to be honest. And like, okay, like that's the thing is, I get the the thing that everybody says is, oh, well, you shouldn't be mad at the rule. You should be mad that your GM isn't smart enough to get it done or make make your team benefit from it. But 
Look, like, look, it's a feat. It's a feat in its own right to make the playoffs without your captain or Kucherov or whoever, right? You look, you deserve some applause for that. Doesn't mean I have to like the rule. I don't no. care if you're not taking advantage of it. If the Canucks had OEL on LTIR all year and he came back in the playoffs and lit it up because he's a Norris caliber defenseman, I would still be complaining. Like I would understand why other fan bases would be upset about this. I think it delegitimizes the game because you see it in the regular season, right? Like you see it be applied and then it's just gone in the playoffs. It doesn't make any sense to me. So I definitely agree with you on that one. I want like apply the same rules and officiating like, like, in the same vein of this conversation, officiating too. I, I think it's embarrassing the stuff we've seen slide in the playoffs. I'm talking the stuff that you see Leafs fans just posting all over Twitter where look at this slight infraction that should have been called and may have been a, a judgment call in the regular season. It had to be called. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the egregious ones, right? Where it's like, holy cow, I, I can't believe that wasn't called. And there's the ref looking right at it. Speaking of delegitimize the game, that's what it does. Like, like it, it totally delegitimizes your game that you're telling people to bet on and all this other sort of stuff. I don't like it. I, I, I want to see some rules applied here. Same as the regular season and same in the playoffs. It's kind of like how Matthias Ekholm took a high stick right under the eye. Happy birthday, by the way, Matthias Ekholm. Um, and it was not called right in front of the ref, and he was bleeding everywhere. Yeah, exactly. To that's answer your question, though, Quads... Happen. To answer your question, though, Quads, there are teams I very much dislike, so I'm just going to go division by division and give you some my teams that I don't like and why. All right. Atlantic Division, Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't really care about the Leafs all that much. The coverage they get in this country, however, makes them mm-hmm. very annoying to me. Mm-hmm. You could be watching an Oilers-Canucks game on a Saturday night, and it's the second intermission, and none of the stories in that intermission will be about the game we're watching. You know? Yes. Absolutely. I'm I'm watching baseball games on MLB TV and I'm getting Toronto Maple Leafs commercials because Sportsnet buys the time. They buy ad space to advertise the Maple Leafs. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Montreal Canadiens, I don't like them either. And I'll tell you why. They love to talk about how many Stanley Cups they've won, their fan base that is, even though there was like four teams in the league when they won most of those. So I'm over you, Montreal Canadiens as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. M- moving over to the metropolitan metropolitan division, the Carolina Hurricanes hate them, but that's because the Oilers lost to them in 2006 in the Stanley Cup Finals. So I feel like that one makes sense to me. Like you as a Canucks fan, if you told me you hate the Bruins, makes sense. Yep. New Jersey, don't care. New Carolina, Rod Brindamore, good BC boy. I he he understands the spice and cheese run so. I have to side with Carolina there. I like Carolina just because of Rod Brindamore. New Jersey, don't care. New York, Rangers, don't care. Islanders, don't care. Pittsburgh, I like Sid, so they get a pass with me. Capitals, I like Ovi. They get a pass with me. The Philadelphia Flyers, I'm a big gritty guy. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, don't care. Central Division, Colorado Avalanche, yes, hate them, mostly because they knocked the Oilers out of the Western Conference Finals last year. Also, Nathan McKinnon is sneaky dirty, and nobody talks about it. Mm, I like this take. I like this take. I've noticed this, and I haven't been brave enough to talk about it. So you're you're knocking down doors here. Yeah, he's he's just a very dirty player, and nobody wants to talk about it. He's very skilled, no denying it, but he's also very dirty. Dallas Stars, fuck the Dallas Stars. I still hate them from the late 90s, early 2000s, when they would knock the Oilers out every single year in the first round of the playoffs. Fuck the Dallas Stars. Though... They are playing the Vegas Golden Knights, though down 3 nothing in that series. I wish both teams could get hit by a meteorite, but that's just me being greedy. Uh, Winnipeg Jets, yep, 
I feel like the people of Winnipeg deserve an airport. They don't have one. Fuck them. Minnesota Wild, I also hate them because of the way Jacques Lemaire used to coach them in the early 2000s. Yes. yes. Yeah, I, I just can't shake it. Like they, uh, they are long gone. Manny Fernandez hasn't been the goalie for the Minnesota Wild in years, decades even. But I still hate them because of Jacques Lemaire. Uh, Nashville Predators, no. St. Louis Blues, don't care. Shout out to Nelly. Arizona Coyotes are a non-event. Chicago Blackhawks, everybody hates the Blackhawks. Pacific Division quads, this is where we reside, where we spend most of our time. Vegas Golden Knights, we already covered them. Lots of reasons to hate the Vegas Golden Knights, including the email you got about me last week for writing about why people should hate the Vegas Golden Knights. I read that on the podcast last week. Uh, Edmonton Oilers love them. Los Angeles Kings. Yeah, I absolutely hate the Los Angeles Kings. First of all, their fans are annoying. Two, they are filled with rats. Three, the Dustin Brown statue is the worst piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Seattle Kraken, don't care. Calgary Flames, obviously. Obviously. Vancouver Canucks, yes, I do hate the Canucks, but you know why, Quads? It was from the Nasland era. The Nasland Bertuzzi era, when they would absolutely run the show on the Oilers and there was nothing Edmonton to do could do about it. Nothing. Zero. I'm I'm listening. I have listened. And shout out Scott Rintoul. Uh, you know, I, I think he's a show in Calgary that was uh, on Force for a bit. But anyways, uh, legend out here in Vancouver. He's recently done like a long-form storytelling storytelling podcast of the West Coast Express era. That's what we called that line, the West Coast Express, Brennan Morrison, uh, Mark Stanslin, Todd Bertuzzi, you just said it. Those guys just, you know, ran a train on the on the entire league for a good two, three seasons before, um, you know, everything kind of fell apart toward the end there uh, with the lockout and all that other sort of stuff. But look, like that line sold tickets and that line made people Canucks fans. Like, and what's so interesting, and I'll give you a little piece of Canucks history here, and I know it's not what this podcast is for, but that team, the organization, was in such disarray right before the West Coast Express. Like, you remember the years before the West Coast Express, it was like the Mike Keenan, Mark Messier horror show that still gives people nightmares in this city. Like, it was really bad. It was it, They weren't selling tickets. Uh, season ticket membership was at, like, an all-time low. It was horrible. It was, it was a horrible, horrible time to be a Canucks fan, even more than right now, I would say. Like, definitely I would say, actually, that it's been worse than it is right now. Like, it was bad. It was a really, really bleak time, and that line really did reinvigorate the city. Uh, you know, those guys were rock stars in this city. Can't say enough good things about them, but yes, I understand why an Edmonton Oilers fan would not like them. I would also say the same thing about the entire Sedin's era. Those two made magic nonstop, and it was very annoying as a fan of an opposing team, you know? Okay, now I want to ask you something, because mm-hmm. look, I, I, I get it's it's easy to hate like a guy like Todd Bertuzzi, right? Just, sure. just even with just the way he played. Like, it's easy to hate a guy like Todd Bertuzzi. Yep. But like, for other fans, did it feel weird to like, hate the Sedins knowing everything they did off the ice, even the way they played on the ice. Like, was it hard to hate the Sedins? No, no, quite (laughs) easy to hate the Sedins. And yes, I understand all the great things they did in the community in Vancouver. Yes. I know how much they meant to the franchise and the city. I base this solely not on the people 
actually one of my favorite hockey commercials of all time featured the Sedins where it's like, ooh, we got, I don't remember exactly what it was for, but they're like, ooh, we got Swedish Swedish twins twins. showing up to the party and we're like, yeah. And then there were the Sedins. I loved it. Um, But it was strictly because of how good they were and how those two just, they always knew where each other was and they're identical twins and I get it. And they play together their entire lives. I get it. But just, it was freakish. Yeah. It's it's almost like the only thing I can compare it to now, and they're not identical twins, obviously, but the way Connor and Leon find each other here in Edmonton, that's the mm-hmm. only way, the only thing I can compare it to that the Sedins did it so well that those two do it just as well, in my opinion. I don't know about just as well. Like the Sedins invented like a play. They did, so- yeah. I mean, I don't know about just as well, but I want, just I want to well. zero in on one part of what you said. Mm-hmm. Can the NHL please bring back those commercials? Right? Like, no. do you remember? I'll tell you why, quads. They won't. Ring. Okay, tell me, tell me. Because they're no fun. The NHL sucks. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to hear, you know, uh, you know, whoever it is, Jack Hughes, whoever, screaming, hey, Sportsnet, on every commercial I see, like, Give me something funny. Give me something that's going to make me want to watch the league. Give me something that's going to make me want to watch your network that's carrying the games. Because I'll tell you what, hey, Sportsnet, which is all we get in Canada, does not make me want to watch any NHL game. And I cover the league for a living. Like, I voted on the NHL awards. And seeing these commercials makes me never want to watch an NHL game ever again. It is like, oh. I, I want the league so badly to go back to being fun. Because those commercials were fun. There was the... Uh, Crosby and Ovechkin when they were both yeah. rookies, mm-hmm. the ordering room service. Like, that's genius. Hire a team of writers. I know they're all on strike right now, but hire a team of writers and come up with something funny. Come up with something that actually connects to your fan base. Don't drop all this money on TikTok and go hire Josh Richards and whoever else on TikTok. I don't even know these TikTok stars anymore. I'm getting old. Don't do that anymore. Like, go back to what works. Go back to what worked before. I know I am saying it worked and there was a lockout right around that time, but still. It was funny. I want those commercials back. Enough with this hey sports net nonsense. Well, it just goes to a big I mean, it just goes to the bigger conversation that the product we get covering hockey kind of sucks. Like I think about the the coverage that you get on TNT. It's just mm-hmm. so much better. It's so much more fun. It's so much more engaging for a casual fan. The only who's your favorite broadcaster? If you're just like a hockey Honestly, analyst, I'm going to say it's for me without question. I hated him as a player, as a broadcaster. He rules Kevin Biaxa. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, Kevin Biaxa without a question, if you're asking me Canada, like in Canada, but I gotta be honest with you. I really, really like Rick Tockett. And I'm not just saying that because I want brownie points with him. So that he mm, my yeah, it sounds like brownie points. Mm-hmm. I really did like Rick Tockett on the panel and, and he went back there and he did that whole acting thing. Um, I really liked Rick Tockett on the panel. I, I like Bruce Boudreau as well. Um, yeah, I, I like the former coaches, even Dallas Eakins. Dallas Eakins was awesome on the Sportsnet panel, I thought. Um, and, you know, now he's gone to TS- or, um, TNT. Like, now he's back in the States, right? So I don't know why we can't have more Kevin BX's here. But look, like, in the city, everybody knew Kevin BXO was going to be a phenomenal broadcast, right? Like, he did the city in Jersey retirement. Um, he, like, hosted all of that. And, I was talking to a lot of people about that, and a lot of that was just off the cuff. Like, he, he hosted, like, an hour-long ceremony and, you know, had everybody listening to him. Everybody in that arena was engaged, all that sort of stuff. Like, everybody knew at that time, like, okay, this guy is going to be in broadcasting, and he's going to do a really, really good job of it. But, yeah, he's hands down my favorite. 
To finish off the who do we hate ranking squads, I've got two more teams. San Jose Sharks don't really care all that much. Although I did find it very funny how they kept stripping their captains of the sea for a while, even though all of them were still on the roster. Remember that? Joe Thornton yeah. had it, then Marlowe had it. Anyway, and then Anaheim Ducks, yes, very much hate the Anaheim Ducks. Again, from the BXA era, the Ryan Kessler era, the former friends of yours era. Especially when the Oilers made the playoffs in 2017 and uh, the pad-holding incident quads. I actually don't remember the pad-holding incident. I just remember the Oilers losing. Yeah, Ryan Kessler was holding uh, uh, Cam Talbot's pad in overtime. It got challenged and did not get overturned, even though it was clear goalie interference. If that happened today, it would have been, it would have been the quickest review of all time. But, alas... We suffer. Also, Ryan Kessler has a Superman tattoo on his shoulder, but it's a K for Kessler. And I'm never going to forget that shit either. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty douchey tattoo. To have. Well, I'm just I'm putting that out there. <laughs> All right, there you have it. Qua- David Quadrelli from Canucks Army, editor-in-chief of the Nation Network. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I, I had something, and I, I'm, this is like every time I call you for work, like half the time I call you, you answer, and I say, ah, oh, shoot, I forgot what I had to say to you. Mm-hmm. I, I did have something, and now it's completely slipped my mind. But, you know, you know what? I actually just want to close out. I, ha- I had one thing. Go I ahead. had one thing that I wanted to ask you about. Please. Stanley Cup winner. Who is it for you? I don't care. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not trying to just have a sellout answer there or a cop-out answer. I just, I don't know that I've ever not cared about a Stanley Cup final as much as I do this one. Mm. One, I don't want Vegas to win because fuck Vegas. So I guess by default then I would be a Panthers guy. Now the reason I think the Panthers winning would be entertaining is because I'm very selfish and I like the idea of the Calgary Flames trading Matthew Kachuk getting fleeced on the deal now in hindsight and then seeing him lift the Stanley Cup less than a year later, it would be very funny to me. Yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons here for the Panthers here. Like, there's that reason that you just said. Uh, look, a Canucks fan would love to stick it to a Flames fan, but also Roberto Luongo, he's a senior advisor uh, yeah. with the Panthers, and he's doing a lot of good work. He was Team Canada's uh, GM at the World Championships last year. That guy's going to be a good GM one day. Like, he's going to get hired to be a general manager, and he's going to do a really good job of it. So I, I want to see the Panthers, personally. That's and also, Roberto Luongo's, uh, like, win celebrations up in the press box, fantastic. Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal. And we've already, you know, we've already stated the only team I really want to not win is Vegas. So Panthers all the way, baby. I guess. There you go. All right, Quads, I'll give you a call in a bit. All right, sounds good. All right, later. Bye. So, you like this podcast. Bachelorette. Why don't you go to your favorite podcast app, like, subscribe, pair, leave a review. You sexy The news brought to you by SYC Brewing. Shout out to SYC Brewing. It's Wednesday evening. Looking for something to drink? Of course you are. Pop on over to SYCBrewing.com. Check out the beer, ciders, merch, whatever they got. You want it, I promise. I'm going to get a beer in me as soon as we are done recording. Uh, I got derailed here a little bit because Quad's called. 
But you know what? We're going to forge onward and upward. This could be a little bit longer than um, originally anticipated. But I'm going to start off the news by saying happy birthday to Matthias Ekholm. I mentioned it earlier when I was talking to Quads. 33rd birthday today. The guy came over to Edmonton in the trade from uh, for Tyson Berry plus plus, And just he was fantastic. He had four goals, 10 assists for 14 points in the 21 games. He was plus 28 in the regular season. Fantastic in the playoffs. He has been worth the cost of acquisition all around. Can't wait to see what the Oilers look like with a full season of Matthias Ekholm next year. And to celebrate his birthday, I just thought this was hilarious. This clip from Christine Simpson's interview with him over at Sportsnet was amazing. Why? Because the Ekholms are Swedish and they love Ikea. So the irony of you going... We're going to embrace this. We have winter again. Hopefully I can play some more years here. I mean, three more years on the deal and maybe a couple more years after that. We'll see how it goes. But um, when that's all said and done, we're going to move back to Sweden. We're probably going to live in close to this kind of climate. (laughs) For me, when it turned out that it was actually Edmonton, I was super happy about that. And I was looking forward to our new adventure. Matthias came home from the park one day with the kids and he was like, I just love the fresh air. I don't know if there's something wrong with us, but we truly like it so much. I pulled the wrong clip. Of course I pulled the wrong clip. So what am I going to do? I'm going to produce here on the fly. I'm going to find that fucking clip. I'm going to play it because it was hilarious. The Ekholms, they loved Ikea. They're close to Ikea. Come on, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? All right, let me see if I can do this here. Uh, All right, I found the clip here. So bear with me. This is not going to sound proper because I'm not doing it right. This is not on the soundboard. I'm taking the microphone out. I'm being fucking... I'm being pretty, you know, not professional. That's what I'll say. So see if this comes through okay. I'll see if I can hear in my headphones. A lot on the road. Just wonder how much you've been able to experience Edmonton. One, I guess, perk of, of being here compared to Nashville is they have an Ikea really close, and we've been there a couple times. <laughs> it took us maybe, yeah, 20 minutes of being in Edmonton, and we realized that Ikea is in this city, which is huge for us. It's- Who doesn't love a trip to Ikea? Maybe you need a bully Billy bookcase. How did that come through? Is that okay? <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was fucking funny that it's Matthias Ekholm's birthday and there was a clip available for me from the Christine Simpson interview that he just loves Ikea. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? In other news, there's a couple of things that I wanted to get to. Frank Saravalli over at Daily Faceoff released his 50 top free agents list. Now, there's a bunch of names on there where you go, "Mm, I don't know if they would fit. I don't know if they've got enough money under the cap to even make this work. I don't know. But there's also some names in there that are quite interesting, quite tantalizing, quite tasty, if you will. Like Bertuzzi, would I like to have him here? Sure. But he's going to get more money than we probably can pay. Damon Severson is the one that I'm really, really intrigued about. Frank has his contract projected at about $6.1 million. He had 33 points with the Devils this year. He's a right shot defenseman, 28 years of age. He fits a lot of boxes. He checks a lot of boxes off. And that makes him a very intriguing guy to me. 
Scott Mayfield is another right-handed defenseman from the New York Islanders. He is a projected contract of three years, three seven five, according to Frank. He had six goals and twenty four points on the island. He would be a cheaper option, but if we could get Damon Stevenson, and let me tell you how it's going to happen. If the projection is six one, Kaylee Yamamoto and Cody Cece are going to go. That's just my opinion. That's my guess. Don't quote me on that. It's a guess. There's your money for David Se- Damon Severson. I talked to Frank Saravalli today on the phone. I said, hey, Oilers, Damon Severson, yes? And he goes, maybe. That was good enough for me. Other names on the list that I really like, Connor Brown. Oilers thought they were going to sign him last year. Didn't quite work out. It may work out this time. Carson Soucy, he's a left-handed defenseman. Another guy that could work. There's some options here on this list, especially when you get further and further down. Today on Tyler's show, Weather's Nation Every Day, he talked to James, about James Van Riemsdyk as a potential option. He's 33. He's a little bit older. He's a, uh, he's a veteran. 51 games. He had 11 goals and 27 assists. Projected cap number of $3.2 million, according to Frank. Who knows, right? Looking at some of our current friends, Nick Bukestad, Big Jugs. Doesn't look like he's going to be back because Frank has him at 2.3 is an estimated value on a new extension. Had a great year. 17 goals, 29 points in 78 games, Nick Bukestad. He's going to take his bag. He's going to go get it. So if you need something to read, if you have an idea of some of the best free agents that are available this summer, go check that out over at dailyfaceoff.com. Other news around the NHL. Flames hired Craig Conroy as their new GM. That got announced earlier this week. No surprise there, really. I was talking to Ryan Pike from flamesnation.ca a month ago. He kind of thought that it was going to turn out this way. He kind of thought that it was going to be Craig Conroy. And I, to quote Ryan, he goes, I imagine it's going to be Craig Conroy. They loved him as a player. They loved him as an exec. He's been around for a long time. He's done all kinds of jobs with the Flames. So why not give him the job? Give him the gig. Of course, that's not what Ryan Pike sounds like, nor is that what he said, but you know. Kind of is. And then the other thing, the other GM news that came out this week is Dubas is out in Toronto, but the interview that Brendan Shanahan gave was almost like the two broke up and then he decided to air out all their dirty laundry on Facebook. I graduated with a guy who did that shortly after we graduated and it was great. Um, back to the Toronto Maple Leafs though. It was very, very interesting. And again, this is what it sounded like to me. It goes, well, Kyle Dubas, he decided at the last minute that he wanted to come back and he wanted to have a new gig. But then it sounded like he wanted more power. It sounded like he wanted my job, too. I, Brendan Shanahan, wasn't going to allow that to happen. No, Kyle, smart guy with the glasses and the spreadsheets. You got to get out. You got to get out now. There's no way I'm going to let you take over from me, Kyle Dubas. You haven't won anything and I'm Brendan Shanahan and I've won everything. <laughs> Something like that anyway. I recommend you watch the interview. It was one of the most uh, candid interviews that I've seen in quite some time. You know. In other news that I want to talk about, I haven't watched any playoffs whatsoever, but I did want to comment on Stars fans throwing a bunch of shit on the ice last night during the game against Vegas. And you see that this is not an Edmonton thing. It's not a Canadian thing by any means. It's a thing where idiots are going to be idiots. Again, do not throw shit on the ice. Pretty simple, yeah? Of course it is. Last thing I want to cover in the news, uh, this has nothing to do with anything, but I just found it fantastic. Apparently, Shakira is tired of Tom Cruise. 
Of course, you come to better late than never for your celebrity news. So according to a source, the situation is said to have been too much for Shakira, who has reportedly since had to deal with questions over whether or not she was dating Tom Cruise. The pair apparently hung out for the first time in just like a friendly manner at the F1 race in Miami. Tom Cruise became infatuated with Shakira, allegedly even calling her his dream woman, according to the source. The source added, she doesn't want to embarrass or upset him, but there's no attraction or romance on her part. She was just being friendly. She's flattered, but not interested. Source suggested Tom was giddy when he met Shakira at the F1 race, with them adding that it was similar to how he acted when he first got together with his now ex-wife, Katie Holmes. Maybe Tom Cruise will be jumping on some couches in the near future. Hey, man, hips don't lie. I get it. The news brought to you by SYC Brewing. Check it out, SYCBrewing.com. Get yourself something delicious. Get yourself hydrated. It's the summer, baby. Better late never with Buck. You know you want to do it. Just leave a review. Tell your friend. Let's just do it. Spread the word. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For our friends at Betway, it's time to talk a little betting. Hockey's over. I'm not betting on hockey. So what I'm doing, I'm betting on the Jays. So beside me to my right, as I'm recording here at 6 o'clock Mountain, as I'm recording... The Jays are losing 5-1 at the bottom of the sixth inning. That is not going well for my bets. Now, I still got time here. Let's look at the Jays' box score. Jays' box score. So, here's what I've got on the evening for our friends at Betway. Both teams to score three-plus runs at minus 110. So, the, the Rays have covered it. T-Bays at five runs. Oilers, or Oilers. The Blue Jays only have one. Still got some time left to get it, so... Both teams to score three plus runs at plus 110. I'm going to be sweating that one out until the ninth inning. I guarantee it. Secondly, Vladdy over one and a half bases at plus 105. He got that massive dinger last night. Massive. Massive. Currently, he has got one hit in three at-bats. So I've got one base. I just need another base to win a little bit of money, courtesy of Vladdy. If you are betting on the Jays, I'm just learning. Me and Quads talked about it a little bit. What it's like to get into baseball. If you bet on the Jays, if you bet on baseball in general, let me know what you do. I'm curious. I'd like to learn. I'd like to make a little bit of extra money, and I would like your help in making that happen. If you are 19 plus and could do so responsibly, check out the fine folks at Betway. It is the best place to put a couple of shekels down, in my opinion. You're listening to Better Late Than Never. The only podcast where Ryan Nugent Hopkins comes to find out how handsome he is. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. For Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, time for the righteous sack beating. Of course, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oilfield disciplines, specializing in rentals, pipe recovery, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. What kind of tools they got? I thought you'd ever ask. Hang on. I'm going to do this one. They have got rental tools, fishing tools, coil tools, drilling tools, completion tools, all the tools you could ever hope for for your job. Trilogy Oil Field Rentals is at TrilogyRentals.ca. I don't really have anything bothering me today. Outside of traffic, 
So we've talked about traffic a couple of times. We've talked about it a bunch of times. What I want to talk about today is people that do not know how to use traffic circles fucking things up for everyone else that uses traffic circles. Here's an easy rule, man. We're going to read about it. Roundabouts from Alberta. .ca. Driving a roundabout, there's following seven steps can help you safely navigate roundabouts as a motorist or cyclist. Now, I'm going to read these very specifically because some of you need this. Some of you need some instruction. Some of you do not have any driver's training. And frankly, some of you shouldn't be driving at all. There are people, some of you among us, some of you out there that are in the outside lane going all the way around the circle. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. So, Tip number one from alberta.ca. Note the appropriate exit. Number two, as with any intersection, choose the correct lane before entering the roundabout. There we go, inside lane versus outside lane. You want to drive around the traffic circle over and over and over again? Inside lane, you could drive around all day. Three, slow down as you approach the roundabout and beware of crossing pedestrians. Yes, there are crosswalks at the entries and exits, people. There are. Yield to all traffic inside the circular lane and wait for an appropriate gap. We're talking the middle lane, people. Yield to all traffic inside the circular lane. Number five, maintain a safe speed as indicated by the posted speed limit signs through the roundabout. We're not speeding here, people. It's not a race. You ain't drifting. You might be drifting. I don't know how to do it. Plus, I'm in the Alfa Romeo. I'm not drifting that, baby. I got stylish stylish uh number six never change lanes within the roundabout some of you need to hear it again never change lanes within the roundabout never change lanes within the roundabout number seven signal for a right turn as you approach the desired exit while maintaining a safe speed don't stop in the middle of the fucking traffic circle don't stop in the middle of the traffic circle there's that one on 107th Ave. And sometimes I drive home that way from work. I have a few different routes that I take to get home. Just kind of keeps the old ticker fresh, you know? I don't like to go the same way every time. And when I go through that traffic circle, you got to be on high alert, buddy. You can't be in your own head. You can't be doing anything because some of you don't know how to use it. Some of you need a refresher course. Some of you need to be in this website, alberta.ca, learning about roundabouts. You have to. You have to. Do it for our safety. Do it for those around you. Do it for yourself, man. Do it for yourself. For Trilogy of Field Rentals, that's the righteous sack beating. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. <laughs> Gorsh, Maxie. We're listening to Better Late Than Never. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to The Voice Merle. No sponsor on The Voice Merle. If you want to sponsor this segment, I encourage you to do so. It's a fine segment. Not a lot of voicemails this week. Surprising, actually. I didn't put out the call early enough, though, I don't think. So it's my fault. If you want to say your piece, check out for the link, in the, for the voicemail in my link tree. It's in my bio. It's everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. We have got only seven messages this week. We're going to dive into them. We're going to see what's on your mind. What's going on? Message number one comes in from Anonymous. Oh, yeah, mate, this is Dukes. Um, I'm going to chuck a can across the room because I'm a fucking Aussie, etc. Oh, not that one. It's um, off. Oh, goodness. Um, oh, yeah, mate. Here we go. Oh, sound effects. Oh, that's, all, that's like donkey ASMR. Anyway, mate, <laughs> you might need to keep listening because there might be a little bit of a thing for you. You never know. Who knows? <laughs> or is there? This thing going on between Dukes and Donkey Volley is arguably one of my favorite things going on on this podcast. It's a great bit. It is a great bit. It's spilled over to Twitter. You need to follow both of those guys because they're hilarious. I love it. Uh, Next voicemail is coming in from Ben. What's going on, Ben? John Morant is one of the stupidest (laughs) people I've ever signed. Know what I should do? (laughs) Uh, If you don't know, John Morant plays in the NBA. Can't stop pulling a gun out (laughs) on Instagram live. Uh, Though he did, before we can make fun of John Morant a little bit, he did, he was scary today. He was leaving some very like interesting messages um, this morning. They, in fact, according to TMZ, the cops had to do a welfare check on John Morant this morning after he was posting, like, thank you to his mom, thank you to his dad, thank you to baby girl, and just saying bye. So John Morant, the basketball player, says he is taking a break from social media, and that's what it was about. Um, But I feel like I need to put that out there. We're not making fun of mental health here. Just John Morant, he fucking keeps pulling a gun out. Ben? Okay. Before I start my impression, like, bro, what are you doing waving a gun around at a dance party? I didn't think any. Well, let me tell you, if I had a gun and I was at a dance party, I'd be waving it. I wish that when I was doing the B cast, I had a gun. I would have pulled it on the B cast. Nobody, nobody told me that was a thing. When would video it? You're a famous athlete. You're making like hundreds of millions of dollars over 20 million a year. What hundreds of millions happen? of dollars. Bruh. It's just. Um, uh, but yeah, so here is my John Morant impression talking to his agent. 
His agent's calling. John, what the fuck did you do? I just Ben, what did I tell you about swearing? That's at least a couple nickels in the swear jar. We are going to be donating that money to the Edmonton Humane Society as well, Ben, just so you know. Wave the gun around. I didn't think anyone would video it. Well, Jaw, listen, man. If you're vid- if you're waving a gun around at a <laughs> dance party, of course someone's gonna video it. But listen. The best dance parties have me waving guns at them. That's just how it goes. That's just how it goes. But but I'm a but I'm a, but I'm a rich athlete that doesn't care about anything. Well, uh, then you won't have a career. But 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 I wanna <laughs> but I wanna I wanna I like you, Ben. A little skit in the voicemail from Ben on John Morant. I imagine we'll be talking about this some more on Real Life tomorrow. Captain Felton is up next with a quick one. This is your captain speaking from Vancouver. Just wanted to give my love to all Oilers fans. You guys were absolute beauties during the playoff run. It was a fun ride. And let's look to next year. The cup is going to be ours. Good vibes only. Good vibes only from the captain. That's all you can expect from the captain is good vibes. Next up, another anonymous caller. Good afternoon. (laughs) Yet again. It's very regrettable. Need to put a party political broadcast Mm. for myself. (laughs) The donkey. Unfortunately, there's a lot of scurrilous rumors knocking about about (laughs) silly little antipodean humans. It is apparently called Dukes. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I would like to distance myself from the terrible, terrible accusations he brings upon not me, but across all of us, the better late than never community, <laughs> by sullying your intelligence. <laughs> I'm with you. Stab. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. He's a cunt as well. <laughs> oh man <laughs> uh, I love it I love everything about those two if you want to know my theory you haven't talked to me in a little while of course sitting here checking in I think those two could be falling in love platonic love they keep taking shots against each other shots over the bow as you will you know what it reminds me of when you were a little kid and you had the hots for a girl or you thought she was super cute and you kind of teased her and bullied her on the playground i feel like this is an international version of that not that they're saying each other thinks each other is cute though i think they're both very attractive men if you ask satan for satan's opinion satan's done a deep dive into their instagrams and into their twitters and let me tell you satan likes with satan Sees. There's a lot going on with both of those gentlemen that I would like to dip my finger in. Now, what I'm saying is, we've got some kind of international pen pal situation going on here, and they just don't know how to tell each other that they should be best friends. That's what Satan thinks. I've seen this story a time and time again, and this is the latest version. Two sexy voicemail callers that just want to be together. Friendly together. Maybe. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, Satan chiming in. I don't know if I agree with anything that Satan says. I think they're great together. I think they should have some kind of sitcom, maybe like a stepbrother's roommate situation. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm picturing. Next voicemail. Anonymous. Hello. 
Hello. Yes, good afternoon. I see I should start with a good afternoon because that's my thing. Um, it's the donkey again. Um, it's a serious uh, voice special. Um, from last week, I talked about a cloaca, a bird's single asshole, funny vaginal penis thing, whatever. Yeah, it's the same orifice, whatever. Cloaca. C-L-O-A-C-A, I think. Whatever. Anyway, just want to... <laughs> that's distract me. Just want to say it's been a great fucking season. It was. Let's not lose our shit. Nope. We've had the best power play in the league. Historical. Again, generational power play. Let's not lose our shit and think, oh, we got to earn fire, fire. Fire Woody and fire Ken Holland and everyone's turned to shit and everyone's arse is on fire. No, let's just let's just calm down. We're all good. A couple of tweaks and we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We've got Connor and Leon who somehow fucking love us. Let's go, Oilers. Love you all. Let's keep this community going. Yeah. Let's fucking go next year. Let's Go Oilers. A message of hope from the donkey. I like it. He started off hot. He was taking shots at Dukes. He was doing a shtick. And then what does he do? Lays down a little truth bomb on you. We're also talking birds. We were throwing back to last week. <laughs> ben, what's going on? You did it, Big Milk. You finally remembered the question of the week. I did, and nobody answered. So proud of you. So what am I doing my time that I would normally be, be watching the Oilers? Honestly, uh, like, I guess I'm spending time mourning, maybe a little bit more playing video games. Um, that was a popular answer, actually. So Adam Anderson said, the PlayStation and I are getting reacquainted after a couple of months of neglect. And I asked, which game? Playing Jedi Survivor. Never heard of it. Looks fun, though. Uh, El El Cola Grande, the king of colas. He says, I'm watching carpet cleaning videos. They're fantastic. If you haven't seen a carpet cleaning video, very satisfying. C. Cross, Colton Croswell says, I'm listening to old episodes of Oilers Nation Radio. Thank you very much. You're a gentleman. Makes me very, very weepy. And Patty says, strategic binging of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. It's one of the only Star Trek series I've never watched. I've never watched any of them. I watched a handful of episodes, uh, Next Generation specifically. My brother used to love that show when we were growing up. So I watched a couple of those, but that's it. Ben, back to you. Reading books. Main thing I've been doing is uh, I'm creating uh, like a, almost like a Google Doc of things the Oilers, kind of like a what now thing and things the Oilers need to do. You send that to me, Ben. Send that doc to me. Just once you're done it, just DM the old link to me on Instagram. Hi, my name is Bag Milk. Ben, got it? Good. Um, what's it called? Um, and like their UFAs and what they could be signed for. So pretty much more Oilers stuff. But yeah, I've also gotten um, more into reading. But yeah, um, that's it for me. Let's get Bag Milk. Love that you're reading, Ben. I do try to read more. I like reading. Just thing is, does anybody else do the thing where you start to read? Maybe you read a paragraph, then you get lost into your own head thinking about the paragraph, then you had to reread the paragraph. That's me. 
and that'll go pages at a time. And all of a sudden I'll spend 45 minutes reading one page. It's fucking annoying. I don't know why I used to crush books. It's like being on TikTok and Instagram and all the things that just are little doses of dopamine and short attention span stuff. I feel like it's ruined my whole attention span. Last voicemail is coming in from Ben. Calgary, you are a poverty of the front, the franchise that can't <laughs> do anything. You live in a dumpster truck yep. or an arena. Mm. Shut up and cry. Bye. Well, there you have it, Calgary. You're disappointing the children up here. And if that's not making you look in the mirror and question your own existence, I don't know what is. Quite frankly, you need to be better. My friend Ben here is upset with your entire existence. I can't say I blame him. What are you going to do about that, Calgary Flames? Or just City of Calgary? I don't know specifically where he was talking or pointing his finger at. What are you going to do about that? How are you going to make sure that Ben is happy? How are you going to make sure that Ben is happy? Can't just be leaving me voicemails all the time telling you off. What are you going to do about it? That's what I want to know. That's how we wrap up the voicemail. The voicemail has no sponsor. If you want to jump in on this segment, hit me up, bagmilk at oilersnation.com. I'll cut you a deal. Just tell them bag milk sent you. Tell bag milk the bag milk sent you and I'll cut you a deal. Got it? Good, 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 good. Good, 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 good. If you want to leave a voicemail, the link is in the link tree in my bio on all social media platforms. Love to hear from you. And that's how we're going to wrap up this week's podcast. We had a little impromptu visit from Quads. We talked about how we're killing time. We wished Matthias Ekholm a happy birthday. Played the clip, eventually, of his love for Ikea. Talked about some free agents. Come on, that is a full podcast and you know it. You know it. So we're going to wrap it up. I'm going to go eat. I want a barbecue. I'm making burgers today. I cleaned my barbecue over the weekend. It's sparkling spotless and now it's just waiting for me so that's what i'm gonna go do right now and i'm gonna grab a beer for syc brewing so for our friends at syc brewing trilogy oilfield rentals betway and the audio department we are wrapping up episode 86 of better late than never tell your friends subscribe leave a review i'd love to read them hit me up in the voicemail and that is how well as soon as i can find this button where's the fucking music there we go that's how we wrap up the podcast have a great week everybody I am a mess. I just pushed three buttons at the same time. Here's the exit. Why won't you kiss me?